Welcome back, Coyotes fans, to another episode of the Chirpin' Yodis podcast. Um, once again, I'm joined with my main man, Stathead Grandy, as Chase is... Might jump in later on the episode, he's got something that came up. Uh, Grandy, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, Tyler. It's been a busy 24 hours in the hockey world. Fun oh, one. it has. Oh, yeah. A lot of Twitter has been blown. I think my Twitter thing, I've been using like four hours a day, I think now, my iPhone tells me. So it's been been nuts. Um, but it's here. It's they're finally here. Seattle, the team we've been kind of uh, talking about, making mock drafts about, uh, wondering how they're going to do. Is they're here? They've arrived. The jerseys look sick. The aesthetic looks sick. Um, I guess. Uh, what do you What do you think? I mean, I think you might have had a mock expansion draft or something like that. So, what, what do you think of their selections so far? Oh no, I did not have a mock ex- uh, expansion draft because doing that is just crazy i you're brave soul for that you never know what they're going to go you never know what side deals there were speaking of (laughs) surprise there weren't any that to me is the craziest thing about this expansion draft there was one total side deal and that was to send tyler pitlick to calgary from arizona for a fourth round draft pick to put that in re- to put that in a reference point, Vegas. I looked this up about two hours ago. Vegas had seventeen alone. Wow! In the day of the expansion draft, in the twenty-four hours afterwards, Seattle's had one. That puts them so far behind as far as building that team goes, because. If you, we've talked about this not on pod, I think, but in uh, conversations about how Vegas didn't get good through the expansion draft. They got good because of the trades that were made by getting March of Soul through a trade, by getting William Carlson came through a trade. I mean, all of these were trades that were made to not take another player. So they were just hand-wrapped and gifted another free player. And then the amount of draft capital they took away from the first 24 hours after the draft was incredible, and that's what they used to get their... um, I'm blanking on his name, the defenseman that just is a free agent for them right now. Mm. I'm blanking on his name. But that's how they got... uh, Oh! A draft day tr- or a expansion draft trade was how they got Shea Theodore. The expansion draft trade was how they got the assets to turn into Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty. Just the choices. <sighs> the draft itself is was such a small part of how Vegas got to the point it is now that I don't understand that. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess they really feel confident in the group they had. They're the selections they're able to make, maybe? That's my only thing I can really think of. Unless it, incompetence. I don't want to say incompetence this early in their existence, but, I mean, pretty weird they had one side deal. Yeah. I mean, having said all that, all of that about the side deal, they still built a pretty good team. It's going to be incredible defensively. Yeah. They're going to need some real surprises offensively, so we'll see who comes out of that. I have guesses. I think Jared McCann could be a guy that comes out of that, for instance, and surprises offensively. But I don't see much hope for a lot because they're too good to 
tank for Shane Wright, they're also not really good enough to be true contenders. Although yeah, I would like say they'd take the playoffs this year, honestly. Yeah, you know, for Seattle, I mean, definitely don't want the same pain that uh, some other franchises go through, for sure. Namely, us, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, get hand They're not going to get gifted by other teams the uh, Western Conference Finals three out of their first five years. Yeah, which is insane. Imagine your first year, those Vegas fans, man. They really suffered a lot in their long history to make it to the Stanley Cup final. Crazy. All the so, sacrifices. Uh, what's some of, what is some of your thoughts, more uh, in-depth thoughts on it? You know, call me crazy, and you, you, you might. I thought for a second they might have gone with Carey Price for name recognition. I thought, I thought they might have. Maybe even Tarasenko and traded him. I kind of thought maybe they would have done something like that. They had the draft space for it. Or, um, excuse me. Um, cap space. Excuse me. Uh, so I kind of had them picking, but I, I guess not. Uh, really, outside of that, I'm happy they chose... I'm going to butcher his name. It's like Joey Dacor, Dackard. I'm not sure how it is pronounced. I've never seen it pronounced or heard outside the draft at one time. ASU kid. Really excited about that. If I was to buy a jersey, it'd be him just because he's an ASU guy. So... I'm fine with that. But outside of that, no. I mean, outside of the wall of defense, I'm just kind of like, well, we'll see when it hits the ice. Kind of wait and see. I mean, Vegas kind of surprised a bit. At least they surprised me. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, that, to that team is going to be incredibly painful to play against. It's They're going to mm-hmm. hit you hard, and they are going to shut you down. Which may be what they want. Maybe they're kind of banking on kind of like, it sounds like our GM to allude to Saturday's episode is kind of wanting to go with the other draft too. Maybe they're just kind of like, Hey, good enough for now, you know, and then maybe next draft hit the forward talent. Maybe I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm definitely not a GM by any means, thankfully. Maybe. And maybe their plan is to go heavy in free agency. They definitely have the cap space for it. Oh, for sure. They are still an incomplete picture. My so that's why, like I said, my big thing right now is just the lack of side deals has put them pretty far behind where Vegas was at this point in a franchise. And I'm really surprised there's been only one. I mean, maybe you know, they do 17 like Vegas, but only one, and it was for just a fourth round or yeah, fourth round pick. I mean, that I was a bit surprised. But, I mean, hey, whatever. I would have kept Pitlick myself, personally. But that's just my move. Good thing, again, good thing I'm not a GM. But, I mean, is there any move you would change if you if you could? I mean, if you were the armchair GM here, would you have made a different choice over somebody else? I mean, I would have taken Jake Bean from Carolina because I think he has a lot of potential. Um, I think getting a defenseman like that, I think he... He may not have Shea T- uh, Theodore's potential, but he has a ton, and he just doesn't get the minutes on what was previously Carolina's stacked blue line. They've lost a couple guys, so I'm sure he'll get the minutes this year. And a goalie. If you're not going to go him, at least make Carolina give you something to not go him. Like Even yeah. if second, third round pick, just take something for that. Farm, well, I guess I only have a farm right now, but still, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just very surprised the lack of side deals we had. Still, that's really something we, we all talked about. Yeah, I mean, we're 24 hours past the draft ending, and we've had 
like we've said, one and zero at the draft itself. And zero oh. trades today, right? I don't think they made a move today, did they? That I know oh, aware of. The only, I one made, the only one they made was Tyler Pitlick. Yeah, so they had one, that one deal. We yeah. So I don't I don't know. I, I hope the GM knows what he's doing. If not, Seattle, buckle up, baby, because uh, it ain't always easy being a hockey fan. But we'll see. If one hits the ice, those jerseys though, I like them. I like the colors. I like the way they look. Uh, as we discussed earlier, the S logo uh, to me, I, I would have done something different. Not that I don't like it, because I do like it. I would have still done something different. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense or not. No, I understand where I understand what you're saying. Um, personally, I really, I love the jerseys. <clears throat> I go back and forth on which one I like more. Me too. For once, yeah. Usually it's the home, but yeah, this time I'm very close. It is very close, and like I said, it's so close that I'm kind of flipping back and forth between the two. But I think it's easily the best set of jerseys in the league right now. Oh. Yeah, I'd say so. I, I like them. Yeah, if not, I mean, even if they're not, I'd say top three easy. Oh, yeah, easy. easy. I mean, no way is it going. At, and if someone says it's below top five, I might be like, well, I don't know about that, buddy. Yeah, no Might kidding. Some homer picks. I mean, that's some. the colors are really original. Just really good stuff there. The aesthetic is nice. I like the Kraken. It's, it's a name that grew on me. When it first announced, I was kind of like, okay, that's different, but not bad. Yeah, I mean, I love the little I in the S. I love the yes on it. There's so many little details about that jersey I love, but it's also not something where they went too hard with the little details. And it's just a really nice, clean jersey. It looks like Seattle, too. It looks, especially when we looked up before the pod, the colors of the Mariners and them. I can definitely see, like, oh, okay, that neon green or teal even, green, whatever it is. Even the Seahawks. Yeah, that's right. They do have that. It's a little more greenery looking, though, to me, at least. I don't know. I, I do wear glasses, so it could be my color blind. I don't know. But, well, the Army said I wasn't, so maybe I'm fine. But, I don't know. I dig I think I would go with an away jersey, though. I think I, I don't go- typically buy aways a lot. I have one away jersey. It's a Datsuk. It's the only one that I have, so I'd probably go with an away just because I don't buy those typically. So I don't buy them because I have a hard time wearing white jerseys around. I don't want to wreck them. Yeah, I have fear too. If I had to go with jersey, I would go the I would go the home. Just I that, love their away. Yeah. I love their away, but that home is just something else. Yeah, really good job. I can't wait to see an alternate. I really am like, man, I already want an alternate. I know we just got these literally yesterday, but I'm ready for an alternate already. I can't wait to see what they do with their aesthetic. I mean, it, that was a really creative. Not the, Golden Knights is okay. I wish it was just Knights instead of Golden Knights, but it, it's fine. I mean, it grew on me eventually. Or, you know, go Silver Knights since you're in the Silver State. That too. Like, why go Golden Knights? Well, I know they wanted Black Knights, but um, it was uh, West Point. Because yeah, he's a, I think he's a the owner. The the guy was an originally he's a West Point grad or something like that. Yeah, and West he, Point wouldn't let him do it, so he had to go with. Well, Golden Knights is also a parachuting team for the Army, so they had some disagreement there. My dad doesn't like he's in the Army, and he's like, I don't like to use the Golden Knights name. I was like, I mean, that's eh, fine. No one really knows. I don't know a whole lot of people that actually call them the Golden Knights. In yeah. casual conversation, everyone I know to refers to them as the Knights or as Vegas. I've heard VGK every now and then too. They'll say the letters, like which I'm like, okay, a lot to say VGK, but it works too, I guess. I know what you're talking about. 
Oh yeah. Um. So, uh, if you had to give a prediction, let's say this is the set team Seattle has, where do you think they end up? In the Pacific, too. That uh, I think they can make their way to the playoffs. I think it'd be a tough fight. They're definitely scratching and clawing like we usually do, but I think they could do it. I think I think that's exactly where they are. They're a fringe playoff team. Yeah, at they're most. They're helped I mean, out by being in the Pacific, that horrible division. Not it, ours anymore. It is so bad. Yeah, um, it's pretty rough. But yeah, it's just, aside from that, I don't see them being much more than a fringe team, unless they really surprise. But I'd be more shocked by them being a really bad team than I would be by them being a really good team. Yeah. Just think that defense will not allow them to be a truly bad team. Yeah, I don't think they're based on dollars by any means. I mean, like I said, if they miss playoffs, it'd be only by a little bit. At least I, I hope so. I think so. But, I mean, who knows? Like I said, when it comes down the ice, I mean, sometimes you have some rosters that work out pretty well, and they wouldn't seem like it. So it can happen. Miracles on ice can happen. Yeah, it, they, it can, definitely. And you know, Miracles on Ice was part of the Olympics, and I know the NHL is discussing with the Olympic committees and even reserved, was it next season, the two weeks, or whatever, the 2022 season, whatever it is, that the two weeks. Um, what do you think? You think the NHL is going to let pros play? I think eventually they will because it's just something all the players want. So I think eventually they're going to cave in and it's going to happen. Um, the NHL is going to ask for to get something back in the next negotiation. But we'll see how it goes long term. Um, I just think way too many players love the Olympics for them to for it to not happen. For sure. Um, and I think too many fans love the idea of it for it to not happen. Having said that, I do understand why the NHL and the owners are leery of it because, I mean, the injury risk is there. You don't get any money from the Olympics. And, I mean, remember a couple of Olympics back when Sidney Crosby got hurt at the Olympics? And the Penguins really struggled when he got back when the freeze was over. As a result, um, these these risks do exist, but I think it's just too important of a thing, and I think it's something that too many players want for it to not happen. Yeah, I think so too. And so, I mean, I'm a, no secret; I'm a huge fan of Chelsea. Uh, football club over there in England, and they they do it. They have the Euro, they have the World Cup, and I, I love seeing uh, Chelsea players. We usually do pretty well, not to brag. Um, in those competitions, I think it's really cool. Uh, I would love to see, even if we only have a couple here and there, Coyotes players do it too. Um, but I, I feel leery too, because I mean, if you know Jacob Chicken goes over there and busts his head open or something, I mean that's out of the owner. I mean that's Mister Maruello's pocket change there and I, so i get as an owner's perspective i do understand the hesitancy but honestly i think it'll really boost the nhl players and the pas uh, morale i think they'll love it i think it'll be good for the fans you can even sell maybe hey you know 
put the team logos on the Team USA jersey something, make some money. I'm sure there's money to be made somehow. I don't know how, but somehow. Well, the money to be made is from the marketing you get from the Olympics because that is an awesome marketing tool. Um, Even fans who aren't crazy hockey fans watch Olympic hockey. So market your players. Use this as a marketing tool. And that's where the money's to be made from, in my opinion. No, I agree. I think so. I think it's a good idea. So, I mean, I think, uh, what did they do that? The hockey, what was the thing they did? Like Team North America and all that stuff they did a couple of years ago. That was really fun. The, that, that was for an all-star game. But, yeah, that was the best all-star game the NHL's ever done. And I have no idea why they haven't done something similar. Yeah, so they had, like the Team North America, Team Canada. Like That was just really good, fun, it good was. games to watch. That and was watching, exciting hockey. And watching Team North America win it all. Watching these... Now, granted, that team had Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, um, Shane Ghostespair. Hey, speaking of... Among others. That, that team was incredible. Fun to watch, too. Man, that was just a good time. Really good hockey. I, like I said, it was easily the best... Was it an all-star experience, or what was it? No, it was like a, like a Hockey World Cup kind of deal. Yeah, that might have the been I, it. The IIHF Hockey World Cup. That might have been it. But whatever it was, it was an incredible experience. And it was it's something I'll probably always remember. Hey, do you remember when those kids won that gold? Yeah, when they, thought, they just kind of threw that team together. And look what happened. It was, it was awesome. I wish they would do something like that again, definitely. Hopefully soon. We'll see. Maybe the Olympics can kind of be their thing. We'll, we'll see. But speaking of Shane Ghost Bear, uh, sounds like he's now a coyote. And we traded nothing again for him. So uh, initial thoughts. <laughs> initial thoughts. We are talking about it in the group chat. And I'm sitting there. <laughs> The Elliot Friedman tweet comes out that the return is a second and a seventh. And I'm saying, like, I mean, I like Ghost Despair, but did we really want to give up a second-round pick? And then he corrects himself. I mean, the return to the Arizona Coyotes is a second and a seventh. And it's like, oh, that changes things. Yeah, I mean. We got a solid top four offensive-minded defenseman which is something we really lacked last year. We didn't have puck movers. It's something we've talked about multiple times. We didn't have puck movers last year. We have one now. We didn't have a power play quarterback last year. We have one now. Oh. GMBA, I trust, baby. Put them on the money. Put them on the money. So we got... It's not like he's a bad defenseman, and we got a second round pick and a seventh round pick in next year's incredible draft. I mean, what GMBA has done in the last four or five days is nothing short of incredible. I mean, he took Aiden Hill is the only roster player we have traded. And we have received one second round this pick this year, three second round picks next year, a third round pick the year after, and a seventh-round pick next year. <laughs> That's a haul. And we Tucson's about to be stacked. Anyone. 
No, I I've never seen the team get nothing. Like I've heard, like you know, nothing. Like oh, we gave them a seventh round or a late round pick, whatever. But I've now seen it twice for the same team, our team, thankfully, give away it for nothing. How how do you even pull? So someone calls you and says, hey, "I have Shane uh, Gossis Bear here, um, and I'm going to give you a second, a seventh. Um, what are you going to give us? You just say nothing? Did he just stare at them? Did he threaten them with pictures of them at like some club or something? Like how did you pull this off twice? I, I saw a tweet that I loved saying, okay, so we'll take nothing. We'll give you Shane Ghostus Bear in a seventh. Is that good? GMBA, no, I want more. Really? <laughs> Silence. Fine. Here's a seventh. That's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but I'm, I, if, we, if we sell our souls and we want to stand the cup, I don't really care. I'm fine with that. I mean, me. done. We can, before these trades, I was sitting here thinking, oh my God, the only way we're ever going to get into the first round is by trading Garland in Dvorak or getting lucky in a Kemper trade. Right now, I feel comfortable that we can take one pick this year and a pick, a second round pick next year and trade into that late first. Yep. There's ways now we can get a second first round pick without giving up roster players. So it's it's truly incredible. Amazing. He absolutely turned I mean from if you I mean our discussion we had before GMBA actually got to work, before he this whole week started, if you would have told me that we're gonna completely turn our empty cupboard, which I think you said the restart cupboard thing earlier in the group chat. I love that. And we have a new arena being potentially built. I would have been like, yeah, okay. You're lying. We've talked a lot about how this offseason was truly the start of the GMBA era and the Andre Tournier era. And I don't think we realized just how much it was truly the start of a new era in Arizona hockey. No, really. I mean, really, really. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I've to see this kind of movement, to see someone again pull off two trades for literally nothing and get us out of a really, really bad empty cupboard situation given to us by a man who will not be named is amazing. Nothing short of absolutely amazing. And to go back to that, to go back to this too, when the man who shall not be named made similar cap trades, he. A, got questionable returns, arguably, and B, got bad contracts that for players that were no longer playing. Yeah, Marion Hosa was one of them. And what? Oh, Marion Hosa was one of them, right? Was that him? Hosa, yeah, that that's him. you. Um, Pronger. Oh, Pronger, yeah. We got okay returns, but like the Datsuk trade, we got Chikrin out of that. That was great, but we also gave up a first-round pick and a second-round pick and another decent asset to take Datsuk and move up eight picks. So when you look at it closer, it wasn't really this slam-dunk great thing, this slam-dunk great value that you thought it was. These, we're going to be playing Shane Ghost Despair heavy minutes this season, and we got a second round pick to take him. 
And a seventh. And he Ladd, threw in a seventh just because. Just yeah, because. Just because. Andrew Ladd is probably going to be a fourth liner for this this year. Um, and we got two seconds for taking him. Oh, one thing real quick, by the way, speaking of the Andrew Ladd trade, there mm-hmm. has been a correction. The okay. conditions on the third round pick mm-hmm. were reported incorrect. Okay. So the original report was that we would get a third round pick from this trade if Andrew Ladd played one game, not this upcoming season, but the season after. What it actually is, is we lose that third round pick if he plays one game that season after on his current contract. So oh, I see. They're, gonna, they're trying to get us to buy him out before, mm. before that season. So we'll probably buy him out after this year and let him go do his thing. But it's just, it's still, it's incredible. It's to get this much draft capital back is incredible. I mean, he for almost reversed it. He almost, almost. I mean, not, obviously we don't have a first, but I mean, yet. But he almost reversed he who should not be named mistake. Almost. I mean, again, the damage is still going to be lingering we, for a couple of years, but. We don't have a first, but acquiring, what is it? Four second round picks? Pretty good. Yeah, especially when a certain player from Arizona State Hockey might be available. He was rated 68th on Bob McKenzie's big board. We traded for the 59th pick. Do you think one will pick him and two he'd sign, or do you want to stay in like college or whatever? Oh, definitely keep him in college at least two seasons. Let him grow as a player. Let him get more physically mature and ready. Let him grow his game. And then we can talk about, like I said, minimum two seasons. We can talk about bringing him up after that. That sounds perfect. Play for ASU for a while. The other thing number choice. The other thing we have to realize is don't expect superstar in front from him. He is a second round, or he is considered a third round pick for a reason. I honestly, have, I don't mind that. I have high hopes for him. I like him, but he is a thir- he is a projected third round pick for. A so I th- do worry that because of his last name people are going to heap unrealistic expectations on him. Yeah, because his dad went was a first-rounder for Winnipeg. Yep. And, I mean, and I hope he just has... I don't know. I mean, honestly, as long as he plays a good role, a role that may be, I'll be okay with it. I mean, I guess... I don't know. I know, yeah, you're right. A lot of casual fans kind of will grade him on his dad's successes, but we'll see. You never know. No, if he can develop into... if we take him. That's the other thing. If we take him and he can develop into a middle six winger, that's a huge win. Yeah, because by the time he's ready, I mean, we'll probably start getting rolling, right? By the time he's ready, ready? Yeah, probably start getting rolling by the time he's ready, ready. So, I mean, that's, it sounds like he fits our timeline, so I say, why not? I mean, the fans would love it to death. It'd be, especially right now, if we're about to trade OEL and Kemper, I mean, we kind of need all the goodwill we can get. Bill Spare is a good pick. That will, still that'll have help, a I feeling think. we're trading more than just those two. But that's I want to keep Garland. A I really good do. segue into our next topic. 
Yeah, I'm doing that a lot to this episode. I'm kind of proud of myself. I've been really uh, getting these good segues in. I pat myself on the back. But, I mean, who do you think? Who do you think goes still? I mean, I mean, after the great segue you had last pod of the Dragon Quest. Segue. Hey, man. I actually, that was last pod. I've already forgotten. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, fans. My bad. It, it happens sometimes. I get a, I get a bone every now and then, right? Uh, I, I still think we're going to trade at least one player of the core. Who has to put money about, on it? Dvorak and Garland make the most sense. Maybe if we'll keep I had Kemper, a, though, or is he a trade deadliner? I think we trade. I think we try to trade him at the draft for a first this year. I think if we can't trade him at the draft, I don't know with him because if the goal is truly to be bad for Shane Wright or one of these other next year has about five really really good center prospects. It is a great draft to get a good pick, a high pick, because you'll get a good center. Um, but keeping Kemper could keep us good enough to prevent that. It would keep it could keep us right in the same range we finished last year, which is right around eleventh, tenth overall pick. So it all depends on what the direction GMBA wants to go from here. It sounds um, like it's a smart one. Judging by how he's been playing it so far. And given that he said there's a lot more trades on the way today in a press conference, mm-hmm. tells me we're... Uh, I've kind of started reversing my opinion on Garland. I used to say that I thought all this was being overblown and we weren't trading him. I have this feeling we're trading him. Which... Uh, it's going to be painful. Yeah, it as is. As long as it's the right return, I'm not going to be upset, but it's got to be the right to return, man. It's it really a hard one. Does. Your homegrown kid, I mean, he really played his just absolute butt off these past couple seasons getting carted off. I mean, you got to make sure you get a good return back. I mean, otherwise, fans will be, I mean, fans will be upset either way, especially with trading Ekman Larson, the face of the franchise currently. I mean, it's, it's not going to be easy uh, for us to swallow, but honestly, the way he's playing it, the way we're kind of looking at the future, I really have high hopes. I mean, I really do. The first time in a while, I genuinely have this, like, holy crap, we may be a wagon here in a couple of years. Well, the reason we had a slow offseason, his first offseason, and a slow season this season as far as trades went, is he spent that time building his scouting staff. Yep. We have. I've seen multiple people praise the scouts we've put into place there now. Um, it really is remarkable, the job we've done. It's easily the best scouting room we've had since they've moved to Arizona. Maybe ever. Um, if you really want to depress yourself, go read Craig Morgan's great article. And this is free, so you don't even need to subscribe. Oh, yeah, I've read that one. I read that one uh, this morning, actually. Actually, before you sent it, I was actually finally ahead of an article before you sent it in. So I'm going to pat him on um, back. Well, that, that's actually something me and you have talked about in the past, how Blake Wheeler was as heartbreaking as it is to say the best draft pick in Coyotes history. It's funny. Yep. The exact conversation me and you have had about this played out on his list. Number one was Blake Wheeler. Number two was OEL. Number three was Keith Yandel. That was the exact order we talked about. F we talked about there. I was I found that kind of humorous. 
You know, we've been calling a lot of things. I gotta say, I, I hope we grow to a big size. People can believe us. Well, I guess we have the receipts on our backlog, but we've been calling a lot of stuff lately. And I'm like, man, we talked about that on the pod. We talked about that on the pod. We said this was going to happen. My favorite so far. And one of the things I actually do really respect is GMBA straight up said the R word, rebuild, rebuilding, retooling, rebuilding, remodeling, or whatever he said. I mean, a lot of teams don't do that, D-backs. The D-backs haven't done it, and they've been in a rebuild for I don't know how long since Mike Hazen took over. But, I mean, I'm just glad he said it. I'm glad that we were kind of getting into the, the, as a fan base, getting into the kick in that, yeah, it's, the seas are going to be rough. But it sounds like, and again, I'm not trying to be too hopeful, so I'm be crushed, but we might become the wagon that we, we've wanted the team to be with this scouting staff, with this GM, with this ownership group. I mean, and I've it's, kind of touched on it, but I would just say, go ahead, go before we get oh, to the last no, topic. No. no, 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 you keep, you finish your thought. Uh, I was just going to say, I mean, with them looking into Tempe and jumping on it right away, it tells me that for the first time probably in our entire history, we have an ownership group that, as he said when he first got here, sure as shit wants to win. As corny as that sounds, thank you, Coyote's Marketing, for the check. Uh, I, I, I really think that, you know, especially that Tempe thing. I, I just cannot get over how good this week has been for us. And I'm like, man, this is... This is almost some Chelsea-style moves we're making. It's amazing. No, today was a fantastic day if you're a Coyotes fan. Um, acquiring a good, fun-to-watch defenseman. Um, fan favorite, not, easy. Two years ago, Ghost Despair was elite. He's not elite anymore. If he can get back to that, that's great. If not, he's still a second-pairing offensive defenseman. It probably does kill the chances of us getting Yandel. Maybe, but maybe, maybe I hope not. Maybe. Um, but yeah. So between that, where we get Ghost Despair with a second round pick and a seventh round pick, within what two hours after that breaking, we get Pretty the much. breaking news of, oh hey, there's actually movement going on in Tempe between the Coyotes and the city of Tempe, and not so, just that. It's actually going to be privately funded, apparently, not just the Coyote ownership group. I know they're like the biggest and slash spearheading it, but apparently, if I what I read in the articles, you know, true, and binding my glasses check, um, it sounds like it's going to be a probably funded thing. So we don't have the city of Glendale fiasco we've had before. So I'm even more like, heck yeah, let's let's get this going. I, I hope. I mean, I'm really trying not to get crushed here because I know the ASU deal was nice too. I know, but honestly. I- trying to temper my excitement levels and i am failing me too but i did decide something if they build this arena which means the coyotes are pretty much a lock to not leave arizona i will get a coyotes tattoo i'm saying on the pause so you have my receipts if they get this arena deal done and they move there i will get one i've been wanting to get what? one for years i just was what? like i don't want to get one and what was that oh what we need to do hmm. at least me and you chase can figure this out on his own, because um, I don't want to. I don't want to sign Chase up for something this permanent. But what, what we should do is, if this Tempe thing is true, this also it's a three-year timeline. It looks like for the Tempe Arena to be built, which should coincide with the end of our rebuild. What I'm saying we should do is we should all get uh, save up some money, 
rent a suite if we can. Get the chirping crew together. And me and you go get some coyote tattoos. Let's do it. I'm in. The receipts have been read. Let's do it. I'm in. I'll take yep. it. I'll yep. take it. That is fantastic. Yep. And I want to tweet that out from the pod account tomorrow. Granny Good. and Tyler sporting new ink. Yeah, right. It'll happen. Oh, and they, once they confirm it and we get that. Oh, I contain yourselves. Contain yourselves. Because I just. Um, gosh, I will, man. Are you, would you get the, would you get the Kachina or would you get the coyote head? I'd probably get the Kachina, either the head or the full body Kachina. Maybe even, I actually kind of like the, um, maybe doing like the air, the state outline they had on the shoulder patch, but putting the Kachina on the inside of it. That would, that would be nice. That's probably what I would do, to be honest with you. The paw print's okay with the A, I like that too, but I wouldn't get that tattooed out of my water bottle though. So that counts, I guess. Oh man. Like, like I said, I don't want to sign Chase up for a tattoo he doesn't want. <laughs> Nah, we'll sign him up. It's but fine. Definitely. His wife will forgive us. Um, the day that that arena opens, we should be getting tattoos. I, I'm down. I'll, I'll sign up. Get um, an autograph. Anyways. So I think another thing about the Tempe Arena, just to finish that, that topic, uh, we would finally hear the end of you know the whole, like, oh, Cody's fans don't show up. Well, cause now we'll have all the people, a good center location where people will show up. People will love the product on the ice. And I finally get this win Facebook debates about stupid fan attendance and stuff. I'm so sick of that being a thing. It's such a ludicrous argument because the two that most commonly get used for that is Florida and us. They're also two-hour drives from most of their population. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people don't know that Florida's pretty much in the, the Florida Panthers are pretty much in the same position we are as far as distance from the core of their fame. Yep, so it's, just, it's it, such a tired argument. It's something I'm sick of. And Arizona is becoming a hockey town. I mean, look at ASU hockey plays in a big freaking tent. At least it did last year. I'm sure it will retain that. I mean, and then we also have, what is it, women's hockey growth is like number two in the country, maybe number one. I mean, that's something to, to, to scoff at. That's amazing that Arizona is growing. Matthews really changed the game. He was the opener of the floodgates to hockey popularity here. So, I mean. Yeah, and now they're building um, a grassroots culture, building it, from the, building it from the base up. That seems to be a common theme with this new Coyotes era. Building from the base up. And it's working. It's really working. They're doing, they built that community center. So I'd say they are pretty, when they say we're invested in Arizona before the arena deal, I, I took it as, yeah, probably because they built that, uh, like I just said, the community center. They built that DECA hockey thing in Tucson or whatever. So I think, I think they are invested. I think the owners are putting their money where their mouth is. I mean, I can respect that, of course. So. We'll just have to uh, wait and see. Hopefully this arena deal happens. I'd love to get a Cardi tattoo, but hesitant. I want to get one and they move because I would just be like, well, this is, you know, stuck to my arm. Can't really get rid of this. So. So, um, any other thoughts before we uh, close up here or? No, let's, um, so tomorrow or I guess you're listening to this today, tonight. Uh, the episode should go live in the morning sometime. I have to edit this. Uh, so, future Tyler, make sure you edit this pretty well. 
Um, our draft special, which sounds like a beer, will start at, what, 7 Central, right? And that one uh, drafts up, so I guess maybe 30 minutes before that, 6.30 Central, right? Don't yeah, that, right? 6.30 Central. 6.30 Central. Hold 7 Central. We should really be talking in uh, Arizona time. That's true. I'm just so used to Central time. So, yeah, so 4.30, which is pretty early, uh, Arizona time. We'll have the Discord will be open. Uh, I think, Randy, you'll be present, right, at first? Yep, I'll be right present at, at first. I'll probably take some phone calls from people wanting to talk. Um, talk to me about the draft while it's going on. That I'll probably have to jump off for five minutes at a time to take. Uh, but aside from that, I'll be on pretty much the whole time. Um, I know... Chase should be on for a majority of it, and I know you'll be on once you get home. Connor, yep, I guess from the last pads or pod, said that he should be on for the majority of it. Sweet, okay. I have a couple friends too. They're uh, just hockey fans. One's a Pittsburgh Penguins, and one's a Blackhawks. They'll be in it too. They said so. A little yep. bit of a yep. team banter. We have a few buddies from the the group chat that should be in so it should it's gonna be a blast and, and i'll probably put a uh, link on one of the arizona coyotes facebook pages just to see if we get more people in should be fun i hope okay sounds good um so so yeah let's uh come in have fun talk hockey talk uh talk gaming talk whatever you want with us it's gonna yep. be a long show so we'll have time to talk just about anything and I should put the. I probably have the draft shared. My share my screen out because I have um, ESPN like what's it called TV login. So I'll just probably share my screen, and you guys can we can watch it live too. And I don't know if that's a hundred percent legal. All right. So that's one thing I would. That's the one thing. Urinating tree does it, so I'll just see. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. I'll do that right now. After yeah, so I would, try, I would shy away from that unless you find out if it's legal. Um, because I know YouTube streamers have gotten in trouble for it before, but I don't should know. Be. We're not making any money, so it should be. And we're also small enough, so it should be okay. But I'll look into it after I edit this. So future me, make sure you look into that. Um, most of the talk is going to be about the draft picks themselves and trades that happen during it, which it should be. If it's not a busy first round, we will have a busy day leading up to it. Uh, the first 30 minutes, I'll be talking about my mock draft, which I will tweet out from the pod account as well. Um, as we've talked about previously, for every pick I get right, there will be $5 donated to Coyote's Charities. It's beautiful. It's really good. Good of you to do that. So yeah, come in, cheer on. I mean, I'm going to get most of the picks wrong, but cheer on me getting as many right to empty my pocketbook as much as possible. That's the best part. And with that, I think uh, that's everything, right? I think we missed anything. Yeah, I think we're pretty good. Um, we're gonna. I think we were talking. We're gonna have another pod, hopefully with all three of us on it, Saturday after rounds two through seven are complete, and after all possible trades are complete. Yeah, um, so it should be out. If it's not out Saturday night, it should be out Sunday morning. It just depends on how late everything's over. So, depending yeah. on that. 
Yep. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna. It's a it's a busy week, and then next week we'll have free agency. Um, we're not gonna have emergency pods for every signing. We'll probably just talk about those in. Um, we'll probably just talk about those in the main pod every week. But any trades that happen, we will be doing emergency pods for whoever can show up for it. So it will be a busy off-season for us boys here at Chirp and Yodis. Be fun, though. This is uh, definitely one of my favorite parts of the week. So, But with all that, I think we're done here. Hopefully we'll see Chase in the next one. And until next time, guys, we'll see you Friday for joining our chat, if not.